And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back. We have changed seasons. This is now that we're going into the autumn season of the podcast. Yeah, we're in fall, aren't we? Q, not Q4 just yet. Not Q4. Fuck, <laughs> really want Q4, but the rain has arrived. The rain has arrived, but I know that I especially am always <laughs> very, very negative. Coming out with a new tone. <laughs> very negative about the weather. Yeah. I was, I was walking my dog, Pablo yesterday and it was blowing a hoolie as they say <laughs> yes. pissing with rain and i thought you can't go into this winter with this mindset i need to reframe winter because for me i'm staring down the barrel of a gun at the moment yeah i've got six months i've got half basically half my life in being the shadows yeah i was gonna say at this rate when's the the end of the tunnel is what April used to be well, April. I mean, used to be April. Maybe May now. Be, yeah, May. That's June nine now. months away, nearly. Okay, good stuff. So yeah, <laughs> if you don't reframe, you'll do well to make it that far. You know, you'll <laughs> you'll be in a horrible place. I love that I bought one of those little SAD lamps for my desk a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah, that does nothing. No, it does not work. <laughs> I think does it stand? For, is it seasonal affective disorder? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think we are really put to the test in that way. And we were having this conversation with someone in Lisbon who just didn't really understand the, the the poor weather that we face in the UK. And I think you put it quite well. It's not even the rain. It's the grey, mm. the relentless grey. And it's almost the British nature, the people, kind of become a bit of a reflection of that grey weather over oh. the winter. Okay, deep. Yeah, 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 over the winter. It's just like a... Here we go again. Wake up. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. One light the yeah. whole winter. and uh, But yeah, reframing it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, oh my God, really we're moaning about it. <laughs> we're back in a hole. But what good things does winter bring? I mean, I'll start. The, the winter days when the sun is out yep. are unbeatable. There's a frost in the air. <laughs> it's, it's I'd say they're beatable. <laughs> okay, but by the summer, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're good. They're yeah. great, yeah. Like a bluebird, crisp, yeah. cold day. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, like when it's that cold and everything is frozen, it's fine. Yeah. I'm, basi- I'm basing everything off the fact that my biggest thing is mud. <laughs> because I have a dog and I live in the countryside. I was going to say. Mud is a fucking nightmare for yeah. me. yeah. So I feel like this, I need to, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I need to buy some really expensive wellies. Yep, you do. I've already got some that are mid-range, but I'm going to really invest. But I think that's it. I think you've literally hit the nail on the head there. We could probably <laughs> stop this podcast soon, just two and a half minutes in. I think that as Brits, we need to throw money yeah. at the bad weather. Okay. Because a lot of our negativity, definitely our negativity, comes from the inconvenience mm. of terrible weather. And I wonder that if if you do throw money at things like great wellies, all that sort of stuff, can you remove some of those inconveniences? I, I would say the kit is one thing. What's the, the that amazing North Face slogan uh, that was on that ad? Is there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad kit. Yeah, exactly. And that is true. However, I would <laughs> say I would say out of 
most people listening to this, we have some world-class gear. Yes, we do. Just given, you know, the adventures we've been on and the brands that have supplied it to us. So I yeah. think our gear is already there. Definitely. I think I need to invest some time and thought into the process of leaving the house, where things are. I, w- I wish I had a boot room. I, I know yeah. it's a very, very, very <laughs> middle-class thing to say. Yeah. I wish I had one as well. <laughs> it's like you walk with the dog again. It's like, no dog, but I need <laughs> no, a boot room. I need a boot room. I was going to say, you, you do have that, which I don't have and a lot of people don't have, is walking a dog. Yeah. And, you know, does Pablo sound like the name of a dog? That likes mud? It doesn't to me. No. Sounds like a man. A man? Or a dog that loves long countryside walks in the sun. Maybe as the sun's going down. Probably going to like the pub garden or yes. something. Yes. That's what Pablo is in my house. So a farmhouse. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a member. But I imagine that dogs are kind of mud machines yeah. and can bring it in. That's the thing. It's the, it's the walk, getting back, fine, I can deal with that. But then it's the having to wash him, dry him. Yeah. He's fucking shaking all over the place. <laughs> yeah. The sofa, the, it's just like, this is not okay. Yeah. Every day, but it's every day. Yeah, exactly. For nine months. Yeah. Uh, and probably more than once a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three times a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, goodness me. So I, I mean, might invest in an AstroTurf field. I might buy a field <laughs> and AstroTurf Lay the whole it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, we should move on. I've been talking about the dog walk for a while, but you go. Yeah, I think things. I, I was thinking positive things about the winter and the weather. <laughs> it is difficult. It is very hard. Anything that's coming to my head is another negative, but I'll refrain. But I like things. <laughs> I like the dishes of winter. Okay. That you can lean into. Okay. You know, the, the more casserole sort of things. <laughs> you know, the stews, the really long, low and slow things. The slow cooker. Basically, you eat way more calories. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I enjoy that. I like. Going to the pub in the middle of winter, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Oh, I don't know if I do. Um, what else do I love about winter? Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it hard, is isn't tough, it? isn't it? Okay, it's I've hard. got another one. Go on. I prefer the winter wardrobe. Oh, you know, I, I like my I like my clothes. Yeah, I like the coats. Yeah, I like the boots that are coming out. I like yep. the, the layers. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fucking summer flip flops and shit. These like everyone looks shit. Yeah, in my opinion, I've got another thing I don't like, but I feel like there's something off the back of it that maybe we <laughs> could find. But one thing that I think is really dangerous about the winter <laughs> is the long low sun in the sky. It is dangerous. It's fr- I almost it's crashed the car. I almost crashed the <laughs> car the other day. <laughs> it's frightening, especially when you've got astigmatism like me. <laughs> a what? You- a little stigmatism in your eye, so everything's blurred. Stigmatism? Yeah, it's when your eyes are shaped like rugby balls. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the winter. What, you're a cat? Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called? I think it's called astigmatism, yeah. What is a stigmatism? Yeah. But it basically means that light in the dark is like elongated and can make seeing a real trouble. Oh, no. So, yeah. Um, it sounds like you're referring to... Astigmatism. Oh, astigmatism yes, begins astigmatism. with an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I no, thought not you were like a, a space astigmatism. Oh no, it's like a Top Gear driving thing. Okay, um, yeah, that is bad. Especially yeah, when you can't see. Yeah. So, but I'm, I think the positive of that is you only get sh- a short amount of time of that <laughs> because it's dark so long. <laughs> Fuck, it's hard, isn't it? This. Yeah. Well, we've tried to reframe it. Um, but I will challenge you to reframe it, actually. I'm going to try. What, you know, 
Let's Manny always more, says, she's more, like, you can't, you can't let this bother you so much. And I'm like, it does. You've got to deal with it. It does make, here we go, <laughs> it makes the summer that much better. Yes, but there is no summer anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. A good this point. is my issue. We didn't have a summer. Yeah, that's true. We had one last week. It was too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Um, that's the issue. You know, we get to go on winter sun holidays. Yeah. Maybe we wouldn't have to if we didn't have <laughs> exactly. such a bleak midwinter, but yeah. You know, it well, is it is what it is. It is what it is, exactly. There's literally nothing we can do about it. What's the, just quickly, on that point, what is the worst month of the year of winter? Uh, Feb. You think Feb, yeah. Feb is awful. I think you might be right. It is awful. Because by that point, you're like, we're over this now. And it's also this. because January, you know, for whatever reason, and I'm less and less inclined to think this way anymore, but... Everyone's just like a fresh start. It is, it's almost like a new term at school, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You've got your fresh notepad. You've got your new kickers. You're <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. fresh. Yeah. New haircut. Yep. We're in. So January kind of has that almost like tinted, the rose tinted effect. Yeah. Oh, new year. Amazing. I'm going to go to the gym three times. It's and false, never go. isn't it? Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's like going to America. Yeah. It's like false happiness. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's fake. <laughs> yeah. But then that wears off. The new year's resolutions wear off. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow, this is mind-blowingly shit. Yeah, and we're in February. And we're in Feb. Yeah. I mean. um, so, yeah, I think Feb is the worst. I'm going to a wedding in Cape Town in Feb. Yeah, that's good. That's good end. timing for that. Yeah, which is good timing. We may have a talk in, in San Diego in yeah. Feb. Yeah. That will be good. Yeah, I'm also going on holiday in, in February. February. So I think we, you do learn, don't you, to get away yeah, at that get sort away. of point. Get away. February is, is tezzible at the um, best so yeah, but I'm gonna make an effort this year just to be like, do you know what? It's raining. Doesn't matter. That's yep. the worst things in the world. I'm gonna invest in some new kit just because it makes you a bit happier, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It makes you a little oh, bit buying more things motivated. doesn't make you happy. Bollocks! It does, <laughs> and it definitely motivates you to get out a little bit, yeah. at least initially. Yeah, and, and then buy some um, good gear. Just don't let don't let rain stop you doing anything. Okay. That's what I'll try and say. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need to take my own advice because it stops me so many times <laughs> from leaving the house. It's <laughs> not so, another delivery. That's weird. It is a shame <laughs> that golf season is over and yeah. it's been a short, short season. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. Did um, we get better? A little bit, maybe? I mean, same same every year. Yeah, Get a bit better and it's like, oh, I could be quite good at this. And it's like, and back in the garage yeah. they go. Put the clubs away for nine months. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Right, right, on, onwards. So... I'm just going to lead into this episode with a question. Yes. And I thought what might be quite a nice idea is that we maybe we don't have to do it every week, but every now and then to kind of have a narrative for the whole podcast is to ask a question that we both answer. And the question will be related to adventure in some way. Could be about our own experiences or could be theoretical. Yeah. So the question that I want to ask this week is if I was dead... <laughs> The Tempest 2 was Tempest 1. Yep. And a brand came up to you and was like, right, here is a blank check. You can go on an adventure, any adventure you want. Money is not an option, uh, not an issue. But you can also pick one person to do it with. Right. Now, this person could be anyone. Right. It could be a celebrity. It could be a politician. Maybe also throw in a fictional character in there as well. Like it. <clears throat> we always talk about the importance of the people you do this shit with is yeah. the biggest decision you make. We'll go on to that in a bit. But who would you pick? 
why what type of adventure maybe if you can think of one oh okay okay yeah so i was thinking i was going to ask you what the adventure was but we can choose the adventure all right let's let's do let's do everest nice simple generic you know eight thousand meter peak you're going to be be at base base camp for a couple of months yeah you need to trust each other you need a good good amount of grit who would you they don't have to be good at it necessarily but who would you like to do it with yeah, so I, I think, and this is based on a few things, but so I'm going to say Princess Kate. <laughs> She's the person that comes to, comes to mind. Oh, in, that is left field. Why? Yeah. Why? Because we. I is, thinking, she, is she a princess? She's not a princess anymore. Is she? I have no idea. Or is, is she? she? You, Duchess. Duchess. What do they call her? Duchess of Edinburgh. Duchess of Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, not sure. No, she's she's not a princess, is she? What's the difference? I don't fucking. No, Kate, anyway. It was Princess Diana, so maybe. Anyway, yes, her. Kate, Kate. who's with William. With William. That is that one, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and this is based on a few things. Firstly, I I understand that an adventure, you know, a lot of times, there's a lot of, there's a lot of time to kill. There's a lot of conversation. I think you need someone who's going to be a bit of a good vibe. And I think Kate's got a little bit of a good vibe about her. <laughs> you sound like an 85-year-old woman. <laughs> no, but I, I'm... Th- oh, I was, I, Kate's got a lovely personality. No, because I think she can be fun. I think she can be quirky. <laughs> okay, quirky. But more importantly, I've got two months, let's say, of time to find out some real gossip about what's going on in the royal family. Who likes who? Who doesn't like who? And I think it could be quite interesting. Yeah, but I think she, she is a locked book. Really? What? Well, as in, you think she's been kept at arm's length? No, I reckon she knows everything. But she, I'm unlocking the book. She's trained. I'm unlocking the book. I've got the key. <laughs> she, she is trained. Yeah. No, I get that. She'll be playing you the fiddle. Not literally. <laughs> I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd so be I'll take per- that. Perfect that'll for do. Around a campfire. Either <laughs> royal stories or just the fiddle. Either works. But I, I, I don't know. I just think, I don't know, I could break her down in a nice way and, and get, just understand a little bit about the history of that family. Is insane. I'm not even like a royalist. I really don't care for it. But I do think the conversations, because they'd be so far away from any conversation that I've ever had in my <laughs> yeah. life, but someone just talking about, I don't know, like the links to Germany. <laughs> Mainly. Maybe. You're all German, right? <laughs> How is the palace? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just think that I'd come away there from that, that two months <laughs> all in, right. in Nepal being like, Nepal. <laughs> what, a, what a woman, what a time. I feel like a changed man. Okay. And I've climbed Everest. All right. Nice. So that's okay. number one. So... Okay, a good one. Next one. Anyone else? Uh, I did. I did go. I did think Bear Grylls. Yeah. Okay. Classic. Um, classic. You know, little lift under the hood. See what he's really like. I think we all know his TV personality. Um, I reckon he's the same. He probably is the same. I. I, th- I don't think he's a diva or anything like that. No, uh, but I think I. You know, if he is going to drink his own urine, I want to be there to see it. <laughs> I want to taste test it. Yeah. I want to make sure it's full of electrolytes. And I see what, you know, see what he knows. He was he's kind of the, the, the pioneer for, well, he's the chief scout now, isn't he? Yeah, he's the original TV adventure man, yeah. really, isn't he? And I he, guess. You know, he's crushed it. He's gone, he's gone big in the US. Yeah. Might see what the playbook is there. He's... <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's he's done some very impressive things. Yeah, I was going to say he's very legit, and he seems like a good lad. Yeah, and has monetized it incredibly well. Yes, he's exactly. also very very intelligent in how exactly. he's the guy's worth millions. Yeah, and then finally is a fictional character. Okay, Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> Obvious reasons. <laughs> I think. I was I went down more the survival route here again. Yeah, she's mustard. She's mustard. She's probably got a great personality. This is Katniss Everdeen, not Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> she probably has as well. Um, she's fit, so can keep up. Oh, I can keep up with her, maybe. Um, and I just think that she brings a lot to the table that I don't bring. Okay, like hunting and things. Yeah, exactly. On Everest. Uh, I don't know what, actually, that's a good point. I'm not sure what I bring to the table that she doesn't have. Okay. What assets. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're my three. Yeah, um, solid choice. How about, how about you? Come on, what we got? I've got a few. I've got, um, firstly, I think Donald Trump would be wild to yeah. climb Everest with. I think yeah. it'd be absolutely wild. I was going to say, cause, but he's not getting up there. Maybe he will. Is Secret Service going with him? He'll find like a way. on the golf course? He'll find a way to get up there, won't he? And ju- just watching him operate in that environment would be wild. Yeah, imagine the oxygen tanks. Oh my God. It just it would be absolutely amazing. But yeah, you're right. That would be quite funny. Um, I thought Stephen Bartlett, interesting guy. Um, but I guess with Stephen Bartlett, you could say you climbed 8,000 meters, but actually never climbed anything because <laughs> he just fucking lied Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Basically had a small business and <laughs> said he sold it for 300 million. So yeah, now he's crushing it. Fraud. Um, <laughs> Ant Middleton would love to get an insight into the middleman. Yeah, 100%. I'm in the bubble. I'm out the bubble. I'm get in the bubble. in the bubble. I mean, that guy is... I'd be, just be fascinated to see what he's like one-on-one. And if this David Brent of adventure is actually what he's like. Oh, yeah. I, I get the feeling he's 100 miles an hour every minute of every day. Do you reckon? I think so. As in, in a good way or just a fucking chopper? Um, chopper. Yeah. <laughs> chopper. <laughs> um, the latter, yeah, chopper. But, but I think there's a time and a place for it as well. At yeah. some point you'd be like, this is exactly what I need. Yeah, maybe. Let's, let's fucking go, baby. And then the other 23 hours and 55 minutes, be like, okay. I mean, some, let's of, the, go to sleep. some of the stories that, that we heard from other climbers on Everest don't yes. paint him in a very good light. So I don't know why I'd want to climb it with him. Um, no. He basically had to get rescued off the summit, didn't he? Yeah. Hilarious. But he got up there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Elton John would be wild. Just, I mean, I've read his book, but <laughs> I forget to ask a few more probing questions. <laughs> Absolutely wild. And I reckon he'd be a right diva. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Yeah, I get these terrible Hell choices. Of a soundtrack as well, And then it? fictional, I've gone, you know, I've gone functional here. I've gone Jon Snow. Is that functional? Uh, he's a fucking man of the night's watch on the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. The man operates yeah, in, altitude. in the north. That's a, that's a very good point. If there was ever going to be an Everest guide, it, he would be one. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know you stand with Jon Snow Jon well. Snow, very... Oh, it's me. That's all I can say. Jon <laughs> Snow. Winter is coming. Winter is coming, John. So, yeah, me and Jon Snow. That's a good list. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Imagine having dinner with all of those people. Kate, Bear Grylls, Katniss <laughs> Everdeen, Stephen Bartlett, Elton Trump, John. Aunt Middleton, Elton, and then Jon Snow. I mean... And us too. We'd definitely be able to get some Browns on board if we pulled together that A-team. Who'd be the chef? Who'd be the Bear Grylls, wouldn't it? Yeah, or Ratatouille. 
I was I was going down the fictional route. I was bringing another chef. Oh in. right, yeah. what the rat from Ratatouille? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> why not? Um, okay, right, that went well. <laughs> I think everyone has taken. Let's see what the next segment is next week. I think uh, everyone has taken quite a bit from that. Uh, I certainly have. Um, Kate Middleton, interesting. Ant Middleton as well. Two Middletons on the yeah, on the mountain. Middleton Mountain. <laughs> okay. Um, in the news. Yeah. Interesting news uh, we saw today about our second home, Yosemite. Yes. And what was interesting about this was it happened right next to one of the main climbs that we trained on, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Called Super Slide. Yes. the route. And a massive crack has just appeared, right? Yeah. That's basically... That, that's literally the title, basically. <laughs> but ultimately, the rocks... I mean, obviously, they're massive. That that is called Royal Arches, the the little area of Yosemite where those climbs are, and it's what fifteen hundred feet probably tall. Yeah. So the whole thing has moved enough for this new crack to appear that people have started climbing up, and they've immediately shut it down. Two hundred feet it is. The two hundred foot crack. Fucking hell. And they, I saw that initially they just put a warning out on. There's a website called Mountain Project, which is the website that all climbers use to get information about a climb, like what they should take. And they just put something on that website saying, um, be careful, this new crack's here sort of thing. And then park rangers and a geologist went to the crack and it was like creaking and cracking like a glacier and making noises. I think that would be so scary. I love it that this crack just formed overnight. Yeah. You know, and if you can imagine, it's like when ice starts to melt, there just cracks and these big kind of well enormous kind of uh reactions happen to these rocks but within days just a bunch of climbers went and climbed it and for those who don't understand the naming of a route the first person to climb a route gets to name it yeah and you can name it anything so like (laughs) there was some stupid ones you go through yosemite and it's like the dirty monkey bandit yeah or like 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 oil up your ass.com kung fu panda yeah kung fu panda like just random random names um so someone just went and climbed it and called it supernatural did they yeah i like it supernatural which is right next to super slide which is what we climbed but what's mad about that is obviously they've gone and closed it because half dome which is the the other really famous rock facing Yosemite that's opposite El Cap. Uh, that's actually what the North Face logo is. Yes, after. it is. Yeah. It is like a what five hundred meter slab of rock just fell off that a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, like five years ago, it's just just dropped off. It. off. <laughs> um, so that shit happens. Yeah, it's, it's going to keep happening. It's, it's a massive piece of uh, El Cap fell off about eight years ago and actually killed two British tourists there. It's always, I remember being on the route and there was always a thought of that, but none more so than when we were sat on top of Texas Flake. That's just a matter of time, isn't yeah. it, that flake? So Texas Flake is, it's essentially, how would you describe it? It's almost like a splinter yeah, exactly. out of the rock. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's a, a shard of rock that's not fallen before, like everything else around it, that's shaped like the state of Texas. But it's about 100 feet like the, the, like tall, the, this whole piece. It's massive, but it looks like it's clinging on by nothing, nothing, doesn't it? And the way you climb it, 
is you actually go inside the flake and you like shimmy and like chimney your way up the flake. So you, the way you climb it is basically use your legs to push it away from the wall. It's just a matter of time until yeah. that thing goes and that'll kill a few, won't it? Oh, baby. I remember sitting on top, <laughs> oh, le- legs straddling it. Yeah, legs akimbo. And just, just being <laughs> like, what what the hell are we doing here? Like, we need yeah. to get off this thing immediately. Yeah, it's all a bit of a, feels like a, I mean, it's not as sudden and as obvious as those people that go ice climbing and that stuff's like changing on the daily. Those guys are fucking mental. Yeah, they are mental. I don't feel like they get enough press for how mental that sport is. (laughs) No, that's so true. I have absolutely no desire to do that. No. It just looks awful. And it's freezing cold. Yeah. I know, it's horrendous, isn't it? They're just like, just dangling off these axes and they're just whacking the, the ones that climb the frozen waterfalls. Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do be careful. What are you doing with yourself? Just whacking it. And it's like, oh, that bit fell off. And it's like, well, you're about to put your life on that thing That's, there. It's frightening. Because there's a film, isn't there? About oh, that is one of the best adventure films I've ever watched. I can remember life. the guy's name is like Marc-Andre Leclerc or yes, something. Yes, that is his name. But I can't remember the uh, name of the film. Canadian ice climber film. But this guy is, according to Alex Honnold, you know, he's the mental one. The Alpinist is yes, what it's that's called. It. that's it. Oh, yeah, it, We've spoken about it before, but a long time ago. Yeah. But that film, if you haven't seen it, The Alpinist, is absolutely wild. Yes, insane. That's full insanity, isn't it? Yeah, because he's doing free soloing, but he's climbing. Ice climbs. Mixed climbing and <laughs> waterfalls. And then, yeah. I love it. Yeah, Honnold's on it. He's like, this guy is yeah. this guy's mad. Yeah, you think what I do is mad, yeah. but this guy is mad. When you've got him saying that, you know you are probably the maddest fucker in the world. <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> You're up there. But yeah, th- this um, this crack that um, has just formed, it's literally directly above like the only five-star hotel in the valley as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, above yeah, the yeah, 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 they, yeah the They've shut all the car park for it now. They must just be like, please don't come down. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's got the potential to be carnage. Yosemite's asking for that anyway, isn't it? Because yeah. everything is under the rock. The Starbucks is under like the <laughs> massive falls. It's just a matter of time. But um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It does make me think about the um, when we climbed up to, there's a place on El Cap uh, on the route that we climbed called Dalt Tower. Yes. Which is, what do you reckon, 1,000 feet up, 800 feet up, something like that? Pretty high on the yeah. first Was that day. the first stop? Yeah. And then it was El Cap Tower after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we, we climbed up there to kind of dock the bag um, and rappel back down. And oh, yeah. naturally, because fucking the story with all of our climbing in Yosemite is everything took longer than it should have. And we start, and we ended up rappelling in the dark, didn't we? Um, and bear in mind that firstly, that, that was the highest that we'd ever been to that point. And secondly, we'd never done multi-pitch rappels. Yeah, that's scary as well. Where, they're com- where you're hanging in thin air. Like, <laughs> it's, it's completely bonkers. Um, so there were three of us going back down. And I, uh, I luckily had relatively, other than being scared out of my wits, I had a relatively easy ride. Yours, however, oh, was a little bit more eventful. Was, that was terrifying. We, yeah, we, <clears throat> who was it? It was me, you, and Eric, who was kind of our coach. We were coming down and got pitch black, and it gets pitch black like within 10 minutes in Yosemite. It's really strange. And it's like, okay, we need to put head torches on. Just so, like, for those that don't climb, understand. So if you're a thousand feet up, there are lots of um, bolts on El Cap, uh, like anchors into the wall. 
and you basically rappel down to an anchor and you attach yourself to that anchor then you pull your rope through and you set it up again and you dangle it down and so you're basically just like going down your length of rope 10 times yeah um which is pretty scary because if you make a mistake you're you're, you're gonna fall basically yep. um and it got pitch black so that was immediately like okay we've never done this before it's now you can't see anything either yeah so we got a head torch out and eric who was the guy who was coaching us his battery had died he's like shit we've only got one head torch so i was like okay and he's like right listen hand me my uh, hand me yours and then we'll rappel down um i'll, I'll kind of like lead the way and you just follow my light so it's like fuck okay this is awful <laughs> Handed in my head to it and he dropped it. <laughs> just dropped it. Fumbled it, didn't he? Just fumbled it. It came, it. It came whistling past my head. So <laughs> he dropped that and then it was like, okay, um, we now have no light source. You cannot see the rock in front of your face. It's now pitch black. Uh, so had to get my phone, iPhone out of my pocket, put the torch on and put it in my mouth. <laughs> I was like gagging with fear. <laughs> so in my mouth, and you know when you put, if you're carrying loads of bags, and you put your iPhone in your mouth, and the, the torch always just shines in your fucking eye. Yeah, yeah. It was that. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. It was, and it took about well over an hour. Yeah. To it get was, down. It's a, I mean, it's a very long way anyway, let alone it being oh, dark. God, it was awful. With no lights. It was, uh, yeah, that was absolutely frightening. And you kind of just... In the dark, you just can't see where the next bolts are. Yeah. So you'd get down towards the end of the rope, and you'd be like having to swing around a little bit. I mean, the only good thing about it being pitch black is that you can't see how high you are. It but, is, but you know, what is interesting about that though is, even though it was very scared and I was shitting my pants, th- th- there was no real panic or anything. And yeah. I think, you know, over the years that we've ticked off these certain adventures and we've kind of got better at doing it, one of the results has definitely been when stuff goes wrong being far more capable of dealing with it in quite a systematic way yeah it's like okay that's gone that's the situation yeah rather than just like wailing and shouting about it for sure it's like okay i'm now gonna have to use my iphone and you just kind of get on with it yeah i think that is something that comes with constantly pushing and doing new things and stuff like that which obviously it overlaps in the rest of our work if shit goes wrong it's never there's never a moment of panic yeah it's just like okay which i guess is what the military trains into people isn't it yeah they're trained people for those moments yeah exactly i feel like it's night and day between our first time when we pushed off for the row and the stuff that went wrong there and the yeah. way that we were like what is going on why yeah. is everything going wrong yeah. and now obviously down the line way more experienced it's uh it's just an expectation things are definitely going to go wrong and it's more about how you react to those things than whatever it is. And that was a classic example of one. It's a pretty bad scenario if you said that beforehand about like losing all light and trying to figure it out. But when you've got, <clears throat> like you've been in other stressful situations, you know that all you can really do is concentrate on what there is. And with climbing, there's so much to think about as well. You kind of need to lean into the process of, right, how do I get into the next step? You know, what's the next thing to do? Rather than if you just, you would, because you wouldn't make any progress. You'd literally be dangling until, well, until the sun came up. Do, do you think, so we're obviously in this world and a lot of what we talk about with businesses is around resilience and training people to do that. And we've always been quite upfront with, you, you cannot train resilience in a 30 minute session. Mm. Like you can't do it. There has to be 
you know, it's long term, it's repetition, it's consistency. Yeah. How could you train resilient? The thing that jumps to my mind, which I don't think is the case, you know, everyone is saying, you know, the, the cold ice plunges. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just so that trains resilience. Does it? Do you think it does in uh, a way? In, in a way, I think it trains like the very simple nature of being uncomfortable and having to deal with it mm. and like face it. And the simple thing of like, uh, ultimately the answer of like cold plunges is like breathing through it, which I think when you're in like that stage of fear, it's probably the first thing that you should do. Mm. So I, I do think there is a link. Uh, obviously, it's a very specific scenario. Um, but in being so, it's probably quite a good, like generic, easy thing to do. I also think it's, I think the most impressive thing about, you know, and it is obviously a bit of a, a meme at the moment that you can't do one without telling everyone about it. Yeah. yeah. But the, the fact that if you do it every day, I think the impressive thing is it's just doing something that you, you don't really want to do. Yeah. The faff of going up, getting out, it's cold, jumping in that. Yeah. And just like the whole process is so easy to be like, I really don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that actually choosing to do it is a very like strong thing in itself. Yeah. And also it shows that more like consistent exposure to that, that uncomfortable thing gets easier, mm. which is kind of a bit of a metaphor for it, the resilience and building anyway, isn't it? And I think the a really interesting thing is, and we, we mentioned this in one of our workshops with iCapital recently, it's actually from a question someone asked us, is the idea that when we were watching, we were on stage and we were playing some videos from LCAP and we were really high up and it was scary and whatever, and watching it, like our hands were sweating and as it was playing, I was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't actually imagine being up there right now. Yeah. And what's interesting is, you know, it's been a couple of years since our last adventure, and it's definitely, I think the the answer to the question that that I gave was, the the mind is definitely like a muscle, isn't it? Like, if you want to grow your muscles, you have to go and stress them. You have to lift heavy weights. You break them, they repair, they get bigger and stronger, and you've got to keep doing that. And you keep pushing that ceiling yep. to get stronger or faster or whatever it may be. And it's definitely the same with, with mindset. You become more comfortable in those environments, but exactly the same with muscles. If you then stop, yep. if you stop going to the gym, if you stop training, if you stop running, yep. you retract. Yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> it's the same really like on a relatable note with business, isn't it? I, I read this really interesting article from um, the guy that founded Udemy, massively successful e-learning business sold it for or went public and it was over a billion dollars and he just started another company two years ago and he was saying he wrote this pretty kind of honest blog post about it and it, it was going okay but it's been pretty hard and he's like it's amazing how much you forget how hard it is yeah yeah he was like you know when i look back i'm like yeah no it was really good times and it's fine but then when you're back in it it's like shit it's actually really difficult yeah and just because he obviously became so used to hustling, hustling. Then he had a few years where it was pretty comfortable. And he obviously just lost that ability to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so true. Definitely. That comfort zone thing is quite specific as well, I, I think. But yeah, it's exactly that. It's about like adaptation and exposing yourself to those situations more and more. Comfort mm. is the killer, as they say. Oh, I like it. Okay. But it does make me think, lead on quite nicely to... Um, Documentary. I think we both watched. I don't know if you can call it a documentary. No. Little, little short. It film. could have been. Well, it should have been. 
unfortunately yeah. wasn't. Um, about a, a chap that we've spoken about a few times on here, uh, Mr. Ross Edgley. Uh, and he dropped a video with Jim Shark. Yeah. Um, which was about his record-breaking or attempted record-breaking swim in a lake in Italy, um, which I thought was pretty good, to be fair. It was, pr- it, was pr- it was pretty good, pretty well done, considering, spoiler alert, ultimately, he failed. Yeah. Um, so I think what they, what they got out of it was, was pretty good. And it's his second failure of his swim record, right? And he's trying to be, he's trying to complete the longest open water swim ever. So it's a pretty mental record attempt. Um, he failed the first time, too cold, and ultimately this time, because he was too hot. But he, as a bloke, is pretty good at dealing with setbacks, challenges. Yeah. Always seems to be happy. Yeah, his mindset seems pretty elite, doesn't it? Like, quite astonishingly so. And I don't think he's one of those people that puts it on for camera. No. Because he's <laughs> everyone always just references as, yeah. him as just this nice scope. Like, I definitely thought that initially, guy. Yeah. that it was just for the cameras. But yeah, the more you see of him, it's like, oh, this is literally what this guy's like. But he just seems to be amped about everything. <laughs> yeah. Relentless happiness. Yeah. There must be a flip side to that coin. Gotta be. But yeah, he just seems to be always in good spirits. It's like, oh, Ross, this is happening. It's like, okay, no worries. It's 45 degrees. Okay, no worries. We'll give it a go. I'd be like, you fucking what? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Toys out of the pram. Yeah, rock solid mindset and positivity. Maybe he can coach me on winter. <laughs> yeah, I wonder How what does Ross Edgley? Yeah, he's probably just swimming in lakes. Yeah, that's a good point. To be fair, it's just nuts, isn't he? Go to Australia and live with Hemsworth again. Yeah, yeah. He's a mate of Chris Hemsworth, isn't he? Is it Chris? Yeah. Maybe that's why he's happy all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's got loads of cool What do you mean, friends. is it Chris? Well, there's a Liam as well, isn't there? He's not mates with him, is he? Oh, well, is he? He's a brother. He's a nobody. <laughs> he's Katniss Everdeen's boyfriend. Oh, is he? Yeah. Who Liam is? Yeah. Fuck. Not in real life, in the film. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Katniss Everdeen yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, yeah, the yeah, fictional yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, she's not single, right? She's not <laughs> on my list. <laughs> but Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Chris Hemsworth is the hunk. Right, the big dog. Liam Hemsworth is the guy that's going out with Miley Cyrus, Molly who Cyrus. we saw in Miley Cyrus. So House Malibu and I filmed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Manny didn't believe that she was there. <laughs> One of my most shameful moments. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Captured it, though. That was fantastic. Oh, so that's Liam. That's Liam. So he's still swinging, really. What, with Katniss Everdeen or? With Miley. Oh, they broke up. That's Miley. that's who the song is about. Which song? I can mama some flowers. It's basically digging it what, in. Bruno Mars? That's fucking Miley Cyrus, you nutter. In the pouring rain, is it? <laughs> yes. Bruno Mars. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> shit, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like you singing it in your head. Oh, Oh yeah! <laughs> oh no! Are you sure? What do you mean? The, the songs sure? about him? Yes. I thought that that came out before they were together. Anyway, what they broke up like four years ago. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. The feel song like came that. out this year. It doesn't feel like four years ago. <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't know who he was. What do you mean? It doesn't feel like four years ago. <laughs> no, that we were in Malibu. Oh, it was longer. I think. Shit. They were still together. That was about five years ago. Fuck it out. We, mate, let's just flip this pod to celebrity news and we just <laughs> yeah, make shit yeah. up. So, would you believe it? Liam, Liam Hensworth is going out with Ross Edgley. Yeah, Katniss Everdeen is going on an adventure with the Tempest 2. <laughs> That's how stories start. But goodness me, what a pod. 
I'm, I've enjoyed this. We're flying. We're at the 40 minute mark. All right, let's wrap it. I think we should. Let's bookend this puppy. With what? Uh, wrap up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, we've never done that. We've never bookended. But no, um, thanks for listening, as always. Yeah, yeah. Same time next week, there'll be another question that's probably rogue. We um, would ask you guys to write one, but none of you do. No. So we're not doing that anymore. No, we're, not, we're not involving you. You in just this. send silly little it's questions. It's like, oh, when do you have a shit on the boat? It's like, right, no, yeah, no oh, more. What's of this. your next adventure? Stop going on about <laughs> yeah, it, everyone. Stop it. We've proved ourselves enough. <laughs> we don't owe you anything. Uh, but thank you for listening <laughs> and do enjoy your day, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Whatever. Good stuff. Have a good one. And <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye Cheers, everyone. guys. Bye.